I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunks Podcast. I'm one of your four hosts this evening, yep. Ryan Reed. We're actually down, I, I have to, every time I look at the squares and I count real quick, I'm like, how many are there? <laughs> so we have we have four hunks on the line tonight and we have another guest. So before I get into that, super pumped to see you boys. It feels like it's been a while again. It has been. It's been two weeks, at least yeah. two weeks since we've recorded. Just like that. Missed last week. Man. Nick Nick's fault. Yep. Nick's fault. Yep. I feel I feel like Tom hasn't hasn't been quite the podcast Nazi. He's not on us like every yeah, day. Yeah, he's like day. every day. And like you we see need to what record happens. two episodes. We need to bank two episodes and have three in our back pocket. <laughs> and you see what happens? We miss. We do. We're like every other week at best. Mm-hmm. So, our loyal listeners are, are are you know clawing at the at their ears trying to get more musky hunks podcasts. They don't know what yeah, they're that, doing without that, it. Donnie's dad, angry texts. We <laughs> we got to keep them wanting more, right? That's part of the business. I got I got people banging down my door for musky hunks t-shirts. <laughs> like don't I, have them. I've had like ten people ask me at this point, at least five or six for sure. They're like, I want, I want shirts. Like, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just start setting it up because when it comes time for Musky Max, we will have, we'll have some hunks shirts. Come, yeah, come you don't have time. everybody out there doesn't have to buy the bootleg ones Ryan's making and selling for the low low. Why, do, why am I always bootlegging <laughs> everything? You can buy the official merchandise. Yeah, official guy. trademark merchandise stuff from his trunk of his truck in the parking. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> All right, so we have on the phone tonight. We have Mister. Can I say Mister COVID himself? Yes, <laughs> Donnie Swank. Good evening, gentlemen. Good and alive yeah, and well. COVID over here. I am. I'm on the uphill swing though. I I got it kicked. I'm uh. I, I still, obviously. Kind of sound like shit. Yeah, yeah you I, do. I'm not. I don't plan on talking a whole lot tonight, <laughs> but I didn't want to miss. So I'm here. I got nothing else to do. I'm stuck in my basement, regardless. I'm not allowed. To, anywhere near my wife or daughter so you can do as many podcasts as you can schedule nice. I got nothing on my, I'm wide you should open. all get covid it sounds great you do as many podcasts oh god well i'm happy you're <laughs> over there you can stay over there for a while stay away from the tracker we also have on the phone tonight mr tom banana how you doing what how you doing i was not expecting that i was waiting for a Hello. 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 I'm chipper tonight. I'm going fishing tomorrow. All right. Throwing me off. We also have Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, gentlemen. Glad to be here. Good evening. So who uh, we have a guest on tonight. So Tom, are you uh, my kicking it over to you? Sure. Kick it. So our guest is kind of a protege of someone everybody knows. And I think everybody might know our guest too. Um, he's probably the only person I know in a video game. I was thinking about that earlier while I was like driving around. I'm like, I don't really know anybody else in a video game, I guess, like any athletes or anything. So that's pretty cool. 
and it's a musky video game um a previous a podcaster in a previous life we will say and now he's focused on fishing and school i believe um another midwest guest we're on a roll here with our friends in the midwest um and that guest is tyler andrews a protege of none other than joe booker himself the guru the guru as some may know him happy to be here guys thanks for having me on yeah glad to have you you. absolutely looking forward to this one oh yeah and it has been some time since he stepped in front of the microphone i think so he may be a little rusty he says i don't know Oh, oh yeah totally rusty it's been like a year year and a half since i've uh i've talked to people yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll go easy on you here this the hunks are typically a pretty easy easy crowd to get along with mm-hmm. tyler what are you drinking over there i gotta ask okay so i am drinking the basic basic musky fisherman oh drink. the bubbler, the bubbler. nice yeah. I've been you, seeing all the musky chicks drinking the bubblers. And I'm like, Jesse, mm-hmm. yeah. all right, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. You know what? It's fantastic. Yep. I've got boxes. I've got like 10 boxes in the pantry that I just like, I could <laughs> go through a box a day, two boxes a day. So <laughs> Feels like so, it's good for you. Kinda. Is it a Midwest thing? Cause I don't, I don't really see it around here. Any of you guys see it around here? It's a Midwest mm-hmm. thing. It's mostly Wisconsin. So it's a Wisconsin company. So it's, uh, you know, I got to represent. I'm over here in Minnesota right now and it's super hard to find out here. So I have to order it on Amazon. Oh, really? really? There's like difference. I figured it would all be the same, like Wisconsin, Minnesota. It's know, just different it's options. Wisconsin thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's been tough. You know, I can find it at a local quick trip, but they're also hard to find out here. Yeah. <laughs> Je- Jesse Baker Wagner has been uh, really pimping that, that stuff for quite a few years yeah. now it is fantastic i'm a caffeine <laughs> addict i love <laughs> i was gonna say you're sitting here over in minnesota now like are we like where are you from wisconsin oh yeah so i am from green bay wisconsin okay and i recently graduated college uh at the university of wisconsin green bay and in january i moved to minneapolis so i've been nice. out here fishing the metro and learning some of the minnesota water and been a really tough season on the metro really tough but some fish have hit the net and i'm happy with that now did you move to minneapolis for a job related or i mean is it are you i mean are you musky fishing full-time or is this another you have another job i have i have a full-time job uh, i graduated with a chemistry degree so i'm okay. doing uh, i'm doing research for a company and uh, i just get the fish after work now i've been uh Promote it or demote it to weekend warrior status. It's, uh, it's nothing promoted, wrong with that. Promoted here. That's a promotion over here. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. You know, I, it's I, I love what I do, and man, I'm, I've always been like a super big nerd. So it's just math and science every day. I just I absolutely love it doing tests and things your bio says scientist so it was very vague i didn't know if that was chemistry or like physics or what 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 did you go to college for exactly uh chemistry just i just studied general chemistry um and and minor environmental science so it's just like science 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 all the time and then summer hits go work for joe then just musky science all summer so the chemistry is fish related it's not like test tubes and Oh no! Well, it's it's like yeah. oh yeah, yeah it's <laughs> but like, it's but it's like fi- but it's fish chemistry. Uh, not fish. I don't do fish chemistry. Oh, okay. Like like it's kind of like organic chemistry. Oh, okay. Or like 
Um, I don't want to tell people where I work. You know, I don't want people to know, know that. But, <laughs> um, I don't need to. Question uh, for the uh, chemistry major. Is there really a such thing as fish chemistry? <laughs> I just thought Tom made that up, dude. I thought I was like, what is he talking there's, about right now? <laughs> there's, there's water chemistry. I yeah, think that's it. Fish chemistry, you could say it's fish biology. Yeah. yeah. True. Fair enough. All right. Or maybe making making like up. supplements for fish or something like GNC supplements, protein powders for fish. Or yeah, you catch a musky, you gotta help them bulk up. You know, yeah, like give them some creatine. Yeah, for the next guy. <laughs> so did you? Food. So did you get to pick where you were gonna? Like, were you looking for jobs in the Midwest like that to stay in musky country, or had you gotten a job in like Tucson, Arizona? Would have been like, up. Oh, I might have to find some tiger muskies in some reservoir someplace. Yeah, I would. I wanted to stay in the Midwest. The farthest south that I was looking at, it was like Kentucky, out in the musky water out there. Um, I mostly wanted to get out of Wisconsin because I was kind of getting used to the water around me. I was just kind of sick of the Vilas County area. Not sick of it, but I just I fished it my whole life. I wanted to see something new. So the Vilas County, that's the same. Uh, it's the same county that Bill Gardner fished in for the most part in time in the water or time on the water right uh i don't believe i know bill gardner oh the book uh, yeah the book uh, um, that's owen's uh, like yeah. favorite book he loved no 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 my favorite book is muskies on the shield by, oh. by dick uh dick pearson no the bill gardner time on the water is one where he he uh just like moved from california he was like an ad agent you know so he was like a journalist or something and he just picked his family up and moved to i wanted to say it was it was either Hayward or is, is Hayward in the same place as Vilas County or those two different areas, two different areas, opposite ends of the state, basically. Okay. Um, Minneapolis, I'm closer to Hayward than I would be Vilas, I believe. Vilas is more towards like the, the Eastern side of the state. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, forget that. <laughs> it's, it's the heart of musky country though. The place is beautiful and stunning and amazing. Great fishing up there. I think like people over in our area, I mean, I know I do, like I kind of lump them together. Like even when you said earlier about like what you're drinking, like you can't get in another state, even the musky fishing, I kind of like lump that together, like Wisconsin and Minnesota. So you're saying there's like a big difference now, like you're fishing totally different water than you were. It's totally different. So I'm used to like extremely stained water where you can make a ton of mistakes and you, you can be extra sloppy. And here it's real, they're highly pressured. Like I, I would say the Metro fish are some of the most pressured fish in, in the entire country. I mean, they probably see 50 baits a day. I mean, there's just so many, every time I go out, I, there's a guy in every spot. It is just wild. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to fishing unpressured water that have some big fish in it. It's stained. They can't see you. Maybe they see one bait a day if they're lucky. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's been a big difference. Plus Minnesota muskies, they're more pelagic than, uh, Vilas County muskies. So it's not, I don't really fish open water. So I've been trying to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I've had some success, but not as much as we, I would like. Yeah. Well, how did, when did fishing start for you? Was that long before college or was that something you picked up recently? Or when, when did Tyler uh, Andrews get a fishing rod? I got a fishing rod pretty young, but I wasn't like super interested until maybe like when I was like 14, 15. Okay. Got the car. Really, 
Yeah, I was yeah. really into like video games at that age. So I was playing the PS5, PS3 at the time. Uh, now it's PS5, uh, just all the time. Then one day, like my system crashed and I was just like, this sucks. I'm going to go outside. I put it up on eBay that night and sold it the next day <laughs> and awesome. just started fishing. And um, shortly after that, my dad got me uh, a guide trip with the uh, Eagle River guide for uh, muskies. And that day we didn't catch nothing. We didn't see a single muskie, but I was like addicted, like immediately. I'm like, these baits are so cool. This mm. is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I bought, what was it? A Whopper plopper from a local bait shop there. And Pretty I was just common first dock. lure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little easy lure. Can you go on the map? Throwing it off the dock the next day. And I have, I actually caught my first muskie, which was a 24 inch tiger muskie, which was pretty cool. And then from that moment on thought about no other fish that was just driven. All I wanted to do was fish muskies. That was just all my entire life. Yeah. And you didn't know Joe at this point, like he comes into the picture later or. Oh, uh, he comes into the picture later. It, we have a really weird family connection. That okay. That was going to be a question me. of mine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we didn't meet through a family connection. So. I'm fishing a couple of years. I'm learning a little bit, you know, kind of getting mentored by some guys in Eagle River. And it's like my senior year of high school. And I hear that Joe Booker is going to be at Lambeau Field. He's going to do a seminar. <laughs> and I'm like, that kind of sucks because that's when I have to go to school. And I'm like, I asked my mom, can you like get me out of school so I can go see this guy? And being a cool mom that my mother is, she signs me out and drives me to Lambeau. Oh, that's cool. And we go see Booker speak for a few hours and then he's standing around in, in the JBO booth and nobody is talking to him, like not a soul. And I'm like, that is so weird. So I just went up to him. I probably talked to him for like two hours <laughs> and like just question after question. And, and how just, old were you? You said you were like, a, I was probably like, 17 or 18. Just like, like a little teenager, a little wimpy yeah. teenager talking to Joe Booker. Just a little wimpy, <laughs> barely growing facial hair, you know, like, you know. And I'm, I'm lanky. I'm like, I'm so nervous. I'm talking to Joe Booker. Like the, <laughs> he's like the musky guy. And we, you know, we hit it off and then that's kind of about it. Um, we start kind of texting over like Facebook messenger a little bit. I'm sending, I'm just sending him fish picture after fish picture. Cause I'm just like, I want to just impress my, mm-hmm. my idol, my hero. And then he has like this blues fest every year. And I know my, my, my family always goes to that blues fest. I'm like, huh. And I hear that like my uncle Wayne plays there. And then we realize that my uncle Wayne is in Joe Booker's band. Uh They've been friends since like (laughs) high school. And I'm just like, what on earth, Wayne? You know, I love musk. How could you not tell me this? Yeah. I'm like, dude, but you know, so we're at the blues fest and like Joe Booker's everyone wants to talk to him. It's, hard to talk to joe booker when there's a thousand people there that want to talk to joe booker and like, apparently at a blues fest yeah it's, it's the... his, and it's his blues fest i'm yeah. sure he's it, the man yeah he's yeah, the man. true he, he is the man he's walking around with guitar walking in between <laughs> playing everyone's eating ribs enjoying their time and so it's at the end of the blues fest and i kind of see him standing there and i start to walk away and my dad's like dude what are you doing he's alone finally go talk to him I'm like, like nah. a chick at a bar, like go, shoot, go shoot hit on shot. Joe Booker. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna bother Joe Booker. Like he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And then 
my dad's like, you're really stupid. If you don't go talk to him, I'm like, all right, I'll go talk to him. I go talk <laughs> to him and he remembers me. And he's like, do you want a job? And at this point, he doesn't know that Wayne is my uncle yet. And he's like, do you want a job? And I'm like, absolutely. He's like, well, this date was, I'll interview you. And I interviewed and I got the job of his cameraman. Wow. Then shortly after that, I'm like, you know, my uncle's in your band. He's like, who? I'm like, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> We're related. Yeah. Uncle Wayne. So what, what year was this? Was this like when it was still on TV, like Booker on TV or Booker on this YouTube? Was the, or? Like this was like the last year of it being on TV. Oh, okay. Transitioning to YouTube that I did. So I, I filmed for him for like four years, four and a half years. Okay. And then he would semi-retired i would say at this point now since i graduated college he's kind of doing the canada thing now only but were you were you messing around with video at that point or was he just like i have a job as a videographer and you're like i'm gonna learn it <laughs> zero camera experience yeah. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even operate a gopro i'm like i just kind of got thrown into the fire and they're just like here you go figure it out and with a, uh, with a tv camera so like one of those big mofos like yeah, the dude dude and it was with the old tape one so it's got this tape in it it was probably like 20 years old it oh was god it was tough to figure out like the first year i struggled to use that thing i would like ruin tapes and that's like, a lot of pressure like if you blow a shot for joe booker like this is unbelievable. a lot of them this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah, how's joe how's joe on the boat like does he get angry or does he like if you if you blow a shot or is something he understanding? like is he, yeah is he... or is he like no it's cool tyler don't worry about it you're not you're not fucking fired yet <laughs> two more strikes yeah so joe is incredibly forgiving he can be a little bit moody if i ruin a shot like multiple times in a row mm. he'll be like get your crap together dude like <laughs> like he likes to shoot everything in one take and if i mess it up on this the first take, the second take, then it's like, okay, buddy, buddy, get your stuff together. Yeah. A little pout. <laughs> Coach is coming out to the mound. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard stories about uh, that when Jim Sarek is filming for a show, it is just all business. You know what I mean? Like it, he he's out there to, to do one thing and that's to put muskies in the net and to get footage. Like there's, there's no, you know, screwing around doing little you know small talk anything like that is joe like that or is he more you know uh open he's more open you know he lets his cameraman fish which is very very nice so whenever i got to go to canada and film i got to fish behind the camera so that was how do you how do you do that uh i just kind of worked out a deal with him i was like i really want to fish because i'm like if i just get straight paid i'm not going to really get to learn as much as I would want to. I kind of need mm -hmm. to fit with him and be like, am I working this correctly? Is my figure eight good? And in the beginning, it was an astounding no. Like I sucked. <laughs> and because I got the fish with Joe and he'd be like, do this, do that, work the twitch bait like this, I've gotten significantly better at mm -hmm. Musk. Dude, That's I'm crazy. still I'm still hung up on some of this. Like this is an unbelievable well, I didn't know that story. either. Like I had no idea you were behind the camera all the like for like, this conceptually yeah. thinking about this though like sometimes people have experience with like cameras and like doing you know youtube stuff or even like editing abilities like you think about all these because like even when you're editing you like say you're filming video you're thinking about editing certain things later right like there's this whole big like hodgepodge of stuff going on 
behind a camera and you're just like thrown in the fire, dude, with Joe Booker. <laughs> Joe Booker, right? Of all people. Like, right. yeah. That's that's why that makes me think like about his temperament, because it's one thing if you know you're if you know what you're doing and you're you know, or if you don't know what you're doing and you're with a if you're with a beginner guy that's filming or like a beginner fisherman you know but go, being a beginner filmer and with such an experienced fisherman it's like i don't know that would be totally nerve-wracking to me uh it, it was incredibly it just i was very lucky that joe is just super kind and like incredibly patient he must you know, be. he's like i get you don't know how to do this but you know we gotta get done but he just saw <laughs> something in you and i guess so um he always said that it was it was my mother that convinced him to offer me the job it's like oh, okay. that like she drove me to the the stadium she like walked up with me she was by my side the whole way i mean long yeah. story short i've got a cool mom <laughs> yeah and i mean that, that shows something if a kid like wants to do that over going to school like and if his pay if he talked his parents into supporting that idea like you know that kid meant business like oh absolutely yeah that's cool though. now were you editing too or were you just yeah that's what i was gonna say like who who does who did the editing for that stuff we did have uh, a professional editing because i didn't i didn't have time to uh, edit it was just way too much there's trying so you to would edit, just dump like, footage like you would just collect footage and i would collect it and then label it organize it for our editor sometimes i wasn't very good at uh organizing <laughs> for our editor and get a little crabby at me <laughs> do you remember ever making any like really bad mistakes during any of that like did you ever just like lose like a trip or something and have to be like hey joe uh not a sorry <laughs> i've lost a few episodes and thankfully they weren't like 50s or anything they were like i caught a 24 or i caught like a 39 mm -hmm. or something like that and we're talking and like the top cam wasn't rolling so all you got is me just holding a fish and talking and then that's it mm -hmm. like we're not going to like fake a hook set or recruit, you know, do any of that. So it's just like, well, we can't use this now, Tyler. <laughs> no. It's but, a B you know, rule. At the end of the day, he didn't care. At the end of the day, you're fishing with Joe Booker. So it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Even if was, you screw up, it was fantastic. Yeah. That's wild. So then, how, like, I mean, I know you do a little more for Joe now. Like, I don't, you don't really film for him much anymore, do you? Uh, no. Just, no. I got my job now. And, now uh, he goes to canada in september i believe end of august and i'm i'm always busy around that time of year so i just so that's just that kind of it kind of evolved from cameraman to friend to yeah yeah the yeah, musky guru yeah. yeah we go hunting together um i go down every fall we go hunting on, in his land in buffalo county it's pretty fun that's cool and yeah, we're real close now he's kind of like a grandfather then so that's that's really nice relationship to have. Well, that's I always thought just from like how he talks about you. I'm like, these guys got to be related. Like it has to be his grandson or his nephew <laughs> or like something along those lines. But yeah, we just have like a very good, you know, loving yeah. friendship. And mm -hmm. I think it shows a lot. You know, I it does feel like a grandpa. I do anything for him. He seems like he's that way to quite a few people. Like he's the grandpa of a lot of people out that way. Maybe. Yeah. It's the yeah. sign of a good mentor. Uh huh. That's that's you know, absolutely to have, you have mentorships at different you know levels like there are people i'm sure uh, tyler is one of the, one of the younger you know mm -hmm. and i'm uh, that, that's i don't know that's leadership and that's mentorship and that's kind of the stuff that goes without being spoken but if you you see it guys like that that they do it throughout the years and it and it carries on with it's like a you know the coaching trees in nfl football 
you know, you don't, you know, you don't just produce one person. There's a whole bunch of them because a guy like Joe Booker affects so many different people because he's so influential. You know, the, the other part of this too is like thinking about like him. Okay. Like he's probably one of the most beloved, like musky fishermen of all time. Right. Like I think that's a fair assessment. Like he's known throughout the entire industry. And the fact that he is just like that legit, like down to earth. I mean, that says a lot right there. Even, you know, with you, Tyler, on the boat and stuff with the camera. I mean, there's not, I'm not going to say that we don't have that a lot in musky fishing, but sometimes it's hard to find, you know, that's just somebody like him, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I can, I, I would agree. It's hard to find probably in any industry, but I will share like a, a quick story with, with Joe and Beth after every day of filming, this shows how wonderful Joe and his wife are. After every single day of filming, we would go back to his house. I'd dump footage. I'd walk downstairs and his wife Beth would have made like the most extravagant, most oh. delicious, like homemade meal that you could ever find. I can tell you this every summer, I probably gained 20 pounds. Totally <laughs> worth That's it. That's awesome. So well, you know, Joe, I don't even know her. I couldn't, I've never seen her, but I know she probably makes awesome food. If, if you're Joe Booker's wife, like, you'd know she has some seasonings or some special seasonings like Owen has. Like, <laughs> because of the Bookers, I've become like a significantly better cook. I was into like college cooking before that, like, throw a burrito in the yeah, oven. some ramen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm like cooking like, you know, these perfect burgers with, with eggs and like sauteed mushrooms and onions and just like fantastic food. And it's like ridiculous. I'm spending two hours on dinner. When I get home from work. <laughs> uh, it's contagious, but it's like, I can't. It never- is. It is contagious. That's why. And I like, I grew up in a family that cooked like that and it's, it's rubbed off on me and that's become no pun intended. He has secret rubs and shit that he won't tell us the ingredients. No, it really is. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, it becomes part of like, you're, you know, you really enjoy doing that stuff. And the fact that people enjoy it, like you enjoyed how she cooked. I think that's, that's all people ask for. It It was a fantastic experience. Now, do you still, since you moved, are you further away from him now or? I'm actually closer, oh. which, which is kind of funny because they sold their house in Eagle River and retired kind of, or semi-retired in uh, Buffalo County at their hunting camp. And before in Green Bay, Buffalo County was like four and a half hours for me. Now it's about two, a little less than two where they are. So uh, I haven't visited them yet, but I'm hoping to go down there and do some Mississippi fishing with them. Ooh. Or bring him out in the metro if I can get on a good bite. Yeah, I forgot that he's down south now. Yeah, he's got buck fever. He's chasing big old bucks now. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting ready, preparing. <laughs> I was gonna ask, is that life after musky fishing for, for all of us? <laughs> Are we all just gonna like do rib fast and play guitar and then chase giant bucks? Is that? I would, I would, I would kill to to retire the way Joe Booker is retiring. Oh, I mean, you know I what know I mean? I like. Would. Living the dream, living the dream, man. Good for him. It's it's fantastic. The dude's got it. He he really made a perfect life for himself. So now, when did you make the transition into the whole like uh, like I know you were like kind of the post. I I don't want to say the poster boy, but I mean they had a T-shirt of you, the musky shop. We had yeah. the Tyler Andrews mustache yeah. shirt going, and so how did that all happen? Is that through Joe or? It was through Joe that I okay. started uh, working with Musky Three Six. I remember. The idea spawned, Stephen came up with the idea on a Lake of the Woods trip. 
people were bothering Joe with the questions. They're like, dude, you need an app. So you can just tell people to download your apps to answer all the questions. That's kind of how it started. And then slowly I like, kind of got involved with that. And for whatever reason, I think uh, a girlfriend broke up with me and like COVID happens and I just decided to grow a big mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a thing though. Like a lot of guys did the mustache thing during COVID. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I've been considering bringing it back, but maybe handlebars this time. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Mix but, it up a little. Yeah, but for some reason, they, they just had a shirt of my face because I was like, check out my mustache. And everyone just like, all my friends just like lost their mind. They thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are sending me memes and all sorts of stuff and people I look like. I'm like, cool, cool. Nice. Well, that, that was pre-college and now you said you graduated or in the- This was all, so all the Muskie 360 stuff and Joe was during college. Okay. And you're done now though. So I'm thinking you bring the mustache. You said bring the handlebars back. It's a more distinguished post-college kind of mustache. I think like yeah. now's the time for it. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. You know, I just, you gotta have the, I call it the Muskie mustache. I gotta, you gotta, mm. it brings mojo, good mojo. A friend mm-hmm. of mine just grew a mustache and caught a 49 and a half. I'm like, it's the mustache dude. It's the mojo. There you okay. go. Uh, does this mean we're doing a Movember? Ooh. Should we do, should we do a Movember and get Tyler in on it? I'm down. I'll just look dirty, but I'm down. Let's do it. Swink, you got to shave at some point though. <laughs> You can't I just start with that. I got a head start. Tony's at the peak of COVID beard and mustache. He's an actual COVID, yeah, <laughs> actual like COVID beard. Quarantining over here. Donnie's gonna look like Cheech Marin. <laughs> oh God, he does. I'm pretty sure. I, I know. Do seriously, it, I need to go take a break. <laughs> if, he, if he just had a mustache, Dude, that's amazing. This needs to happen. I'm down, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. So what do you, so what are you up to now? Like how much do you fish? Where are you fishing? I know you're in the metro area, but you know, you're new to the area. So tell us a little bit about your fishing program now, now that you're working full time and only a weekend warrior. So I have about two hours to three hours to fish every day after work if I book it and like have something prepared to eat when I get home. So I've been fishing pretty much most of the time, four days a week after work. Um, you don't get much. It's hard to put together a pattern like in the last three hours. No Mrs. Booker to cook for you after. Yeah, it's more like like I have to have like I have to meal prep on Sunday or something. Uh. If I want, if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I'm a bodybuilder, but I'm I'm trying to lift muskies out of the net. Muskies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you doing this all solo or are you fishing with buddies up there or what? I made some really good friends. So when I moved here, I didn't know a single person. I didn't know anybody. And I met a lot of people through Instagram because I just posted some stuff. Like I just went out in Minnetonka. I just went ice fishing and people are like, yo, do you live out in Minnetonka now? I'm like, yeah, I just moved here. And they're like, you want to be friends? And I'm just <laughs> kind of in a phase Kinda. now. Not gonna do you want to no. be friends? Yes. <laughs> you want to be friends with me? They're like, sure. Yeah. And You're not a killer? Like, yeah. Uh, what are the chances that we're both killers, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very slim. Very slim. <laughs> Pretty slim. And I've just been like not saying no to people. And I've met some like, so I would say some of my best friends now just by like, they're like people shoot me messages, you know, it's so I've, I've kind of been fishing in a group of people that live close by and a lot of times solo. And that's cool. That's kind of how like all of us have kind mm-hmm. of met, met each other is sort of through Instagram or, or, you know, local musky club, you know, you just kind of, if you shoot, shoot your shot, so to speak, and you reach out and you say, Hey, you, we might, we might have something in common. 
you know, it's it, things happen. And that's, that's the great thing about social media. It's just, I mean, there's a lot of cons to it, but mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the good yeah. sides. No, there, right. there's no cons. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the program we're all on is like optimizing our time now. Cause none of us get to fish all week long anymore. I mean, vacations and stuff, but how, well, how do you go? How did you go from fishing? Like you said, like almost full time to weekends only, like, how do you optimize your time now? I mean, I've noticed that with these pressured fish that I have to, I'm kind of fishing less now than I normally was in the beginning of the season. Cause I wanted mm -hmm. to get as much exposure as possible in the beginning. And now I'm kind of timing everything with rainstorms and weather events more yeah. so than say like, ah, it's bluebird, sunny skies, but the moon phase, you know, I gotta go fish the moon phase. Well, I would do that and I wouldn't see anything. But when there's a moon phase and a weather event at the end of the day, I would catch something or move something. So I've kind of been like really strategic with weather patterns, especially rain and overcast. That's been like the ticket. Anything else? Nothing's moving out here. So you're still able to be a little picky and choosy then. It's not like I get this yeah. Saturday and I'm going no matter what. Well, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of living the bachelor life still. So you nice. know, <laughs> I can't, I can kind of, you know, do whatever I want for now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, so I know that's kind of Owen's issue is he gets very select days here and there. And if it's rain, bluebird, freaking yeah, whatever I mean, you gotta but that that all goes to you know where you are in your stages of life you know mm -hmm. i mean when you, you when you're young and you don't have kids and a family you can you can take that time and really you know maximize it whereas you know when you get married and have kids if you do like you'll that'll shrink down but it doesn't stop it just changes you know you you, you then just have to maximize your time in a different way and and you know it's it is what it is, man. It, you know, Donnie, Donnie's going to be seeing here soon. I was going to say, Donnie, Donnie, no, it's already seeing it. Donnie's already seeing it. You know, just, oh, yeah. it, it, it has it has an impact on you. And no matter what, you cannot be a good parent and also a dedicated 100 percent like musky fisherman or golfer or, you know, anything. And you have to back off those. Yeah. yeah well, yes, you have to back off those things <laughs> when, you know, as the kids get older and you know it's just it's life man that's that's life that's it it's harder when you have 27 kids versus one now of course mm -hmm. of course ryan has 14 cats and he's still able to go fishing <laughs> you know i i have 14 cats and i still only get to fish once every two months so. <laughs> i was gonna say i fish more than ryan you fish more than me with COVID. That's what I was about to say is Donnie, I think has fished more this year than I've seen him fish in like the last two. And I want to know, we got to have a episode with just him and interview him on how you fish more with a kid. Me? Yeah. Cause I want to, we got to know your secrets. That's not correct. Dude, Maybe I'm imagining it, but it seems like, seems it. like you're getting out. It seems oh. like it because he's been taking a lot of big trips this year. Maybe got, that's it. He got the I approval. I did take some big trips, but I've definitely fished less overall than uh, I had the past two years for sure. But still more than all you clowns. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so how? So so Tyler, you know, are you taking any other trips other than just fishing Metro Lakes, or are you like are you going to Canada, or do or do you do you have that opportunity? Uh, this year, I chose not to go to Canada. I wanted to really fish like all of the Minnesota waters that I wanted to fish as a little kid. So I went up to Cass, Bemidji, Leech, uh, Vermilion. I still have to hit uh, Mille Lacs, but that's on the hit list very shortly. So I've been kind of doing some trips like that. 
Um, week, week trip on Vermilion was really cool, but that place is, wow, <laughs> tough. That's a tough place. Now, do you I've, go with a guide or do you go just like, do you text Joe Booker and say, hey, Joe, give me some tips and I'm heading out? Like, I mean, sometimes I'll text Joe for stuff. It's more, I'm kind of a spot now where I kind of want to figure it out myself mm-hmm. without asking for like, uh, you know, a hand. Some, sometimes I'll be like, hey, can you help me out here? Like, yeah. right. throw me, throw me a crumb. Yeah. I mean, it's not always going to be the right thing. You know, like, Joe's not there with me, so he can't say that. Like, like this is 100% happening. But I usually try to figure it out myself. I did go with a guide on Vermilion, just and we learned some good spots and patterning. It's you know, it was, it was pretty cool. That's cool that you feel like you have, like you've gained the knowledge to be able to go somewhere like that and not just be totally intimidated and like shit your pants at the launch ramp and go home. Like <laughs> to be able to go out and be like, I want to figure this out like on my own. And I, I think it's you know. I love to say like, yeah, I, I try not to be like, have an ego, but it's definitely an ego thing where I just want like, mm-hmm. I want us to figure this out. It's a competitive thing. Like I got to figure this body of water out. And you know, when I was younger, I'd go up to Lake of the Woods with my father. And I just remember being so like intimidated. I'm like that spot and those other 50 in the next hundred yards look amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can spend the whole day right here. It, one I'm, of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I used to be really intimidated. And I think that intimidation went away. You know, just fishing with Joe a lot on all these different lakes and all these big water on Lake of the Woods. And I just got so used to it. I kind of am numb to big water. So I'm just kind of like, it ah, looks good. I'm going to go over there and figure it out. If this doesn't work. I'm going to go over across the lake and figure that out. So it's kind of it's kind of gone away over mm-hmm. now. And now what about small water? Do you feel pretty confident? I mean, like if we were to drop you in the middle of a creek in like a kayak, would you feel totally lost? Or do you have equal confidence in a situation like that? Or you know what's funny? I probably have more confidence in bigger water than say than skinny water and like super skinny water. If like you drop me in a river, that's probably like I have the least experience with with mm. rivers. Like I just don't fish rivers that much. I fish the St. Croix a little bit out here, but it's just not not my jam. I'm more of like a rock hump guy, open lake basin. And now, do you think on. that's do you think that's a little booker rubbing off on you? Or oh, yeah. Did, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should see my boat. I've got a million crankbaits in my boat, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot book of- in the live crankbait secrets in the live. Well, just in case. Now, are you weighted to to booker baits, or like, are you yeah. you kind of fishing anything? Uh, when I was working for Joe, I was using pretty much all this stuff. But yeah, you know, I I didn't really throw crankbaits at that time, so I was really learning the basics with Joe. And then I kind of stopped working for him. I'm kind of branching out now. I'm using. A lot of different types of crankbaits like slammers dude i love slammers especially 10 inch slammers those are my jam this season but i've been branching out to like a lot of suspending crankbaits recently um like triple d's and double d's i've been really liking those this season those are really cool so i've been kind of mm-hmm. i've been i've been doing a lot of different things i recently been trolling like a lot of uh what are they called i think they're the musky trains by team rhino those are so uh, okay they're like kind of newer they're kind of newer. They look like a, they have the silhouette of a panfish. Yeah. Kind of like a different profile. A bassy kind of shape, like a bass crankbait kind of Yeah, shape. unfortunately, I catch a, lot, catch a lot of bass trolling those, but uh. <laughs> we keep trolling. <laughs> We're on the catfish program here. We all, we've been catching the, the kitties trolling. Oh, wow. Five-mile-an-hour five crankbaits, channel catfish, and flathead catfish blasting them. I saw someone caught one on a baker the other day, Ryan, like a big 30-pound flathead. They're that big down 
the flathead, yeah, flat, the, the the channel cats don't get super big here. I mean, not like Canada size, but the flatheads, yeah, they get pretty freaking big. Wow. And they apparently hit crankbaits going like five miles an hour sometimes. And they eat everything. Uh huh. It's it's honestly to the point, like I said, where the like the last three trips, you could like take people out catfish trolling. Like that could be like a thing that you go do, like. How you're like, I'm going to jig for walleye, or I'm going to like live bait for muskie. You could say, I'm going to troll crankbaits for catfish. It's like, that's how aggressively they're freaking crack, crushing crankbaits. You know, the messed up part about that is, Tom, usually when you're catching catfish like that, you're not going to get a muskie. In I know. Area. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's, that's what I told guaranteed. Kayla. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was everywhere. It was, they were coming up at 30 feet of water and hitting crankbaits that were like six feet down. That's good. That's no bullshit. All the muskies are laying on the bottom, very mm-hmm. inactive. <laughs> Those catfish are out living their best lives. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about the bait thing too, Tyler. I was, I was, uh, I was curious what you were getting into there because I don't know. Dude, I fished with some guys even recently with Todd Lee a party. Like, I'm not taking anything other than a Leo out on Todd's boat. Like fishing with Joe Booker, man. I don't know that I'd throw anything other than a Booker bait. Oh, oh! I didn't say I was throwing other stuff. If I threw, dude, if you I weren't throw, throwing grandmas next to Booker, oh, or like, no, no, <laughs> no way! That is a good way to get kicked off the boat. Good I way mean, to lose the cameraman job real quick. I mean, Joe, it's incredible that he just he's only only throws his own baits that he invented. It's just it's so incredible he catches all these big fish, and so. he really does too. Like he's really just yeah. he hammers away on his own stuff. And- I. I I remember a Lake of the Woods trip where we were just getting our butts handed to us. And he just like, we're, we're fishing all the lures and he just breaks out the little JV Rattler. And we're like, Oh no, he's going to come on. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I would have thought of that. And then like three casts later, he catches like 53 on Lake of the Woods. And we're like, that's amazing. But like, come on. I wish we that. <laughs> now, did you have a hand in like, developing any or like tinkering with any did, did it go that far or? uh we tinkered with some prototypes but nothing really ever came to fruition when no. i was yeah not uh, like which, did you did you get a secret color pattern that we don't know about like i do have a cool clown booker tail color oh okay caught a lot of fish it, pretty much all the paint on the blades are gone now after like like 30 fish on it like i've had to remake <laughs> it a bunch of times and i refuse to get rid of the blades <laughs> I would have hung that up long ago for fear of yeah. burying it. Yeah, I, me- I remember like the first fish I, I caught on it. We we're on, we we're up there in Lake of the Woods, and Chaz had just lost a bait, and we had to go around the corner to like get out or unsnag it. And all of a sudden, this muskie like just pops up and swims right next to the boat. And I have this clown Booker tail, and I just plop it in the water, dangle it in front of his face, and just start moving. And the thing just lights up and eats it. <laughs> and that was the first fish I caught. I'm like, wow, this is a good color. That's funny. I mean, that's got to be wild, though. Like, just someone that legendary, like making lures for that long, being in a boat with them for that long. Like, I can't imagine the story, the stories you have, just picking his brain. And well, how much, how much involvement does Joe continue to have in the bait as the bait making aspect, or is he like completely handed that off? And it's you know, it's a its own animal now. Uh, it's kind of its own animal. I don't want to say too much because it's it's his. Right, right. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not like you know at the plant every day making sure this happens, and you know you paint. Well, hell no. He's he's at the beach, yeah, shooting bucks, and as he should be. 
Yeah, he's you know he's chilling. Yeah. He's got other people managing it for him. That's cool. Do you have any like? Did he ever give you like a really old, like a wooden original, like top raider or something? Like, if you're allowed to tell us, I've got. I don't have any wood ones. That would be amazing. That would be like I have a little oh. to Joe Booker of all the little base that he's given me that I'm like I will never throw. Like I yeah. have one of the original like plastic top raiders that came out, and it's still got like the rattles in it. And it's got the round mm. eyes. I know That's, I can catch a big fish on this, but Joe Booker also signed it, so I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. Nah, you got to get a case like Ryan has, one of the big glass you just, cases. You should have seen. Absolutely. I don't know if you, Tyler, if you were watching Tom's face when you told him that, but he lit up like a <laughs> Christmas tree. Favorite lore, man. That's the top right. That was my first of all. Long story short, I went to Wisconsin with my girlfriend and I asked the guy in the shop, I'm like, what's it? Because at the time, I was like a cat fisherman. I, did, I couldn't name one musky lure. And I was like, what's a good musky lure? He said, top raider. I'm like, give me one. And I took that lure home. I took, well, I used that lure all week, never caught a musky, took it home for probably a year, never caught a musky. And eventually I caught my first musky on that. And since then I've probably caught like another 50 on them. And it's like my favorite lure, just like ever. I have like every color he's ever made, special colors, like old limited, like the parrot. Do you know the parrot? Color. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have got a parrot. Yeah. Okay. I have a regular parrot that I found on eBay hidden in like a lot. So I bought the whole freaking lot of lures just for the parrot <laughs> top raider. Like I love them. I've got a I've got a top raider that it's rattlesnake colored. So I took a blank and like just painted it in rattlesnake, and it's the most beautiful thing ever. And my me being dumb started fishing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know what? It still looks cool. <laughs> like a real skin kind of like a rattles like he's like lacquered a snake skin onto it or uh just like the spray painted it but it <laughs> that'd just, be kind of badass I'm it's thinking like of that. beautiful spray paint job i've ever seen in my life it, it looks gorgeous and i can't believe i fished it i totally ruined it but you know what oh well. happens <laughs> ryan's laughing at me again <laughs> Dude, put snake skin on a bait, dude. It's possible. People have done weirder stuff. (laughs) Next question would have to be, what kind of epoxy do you use? What what kind of epoxy do you use on that guy? Holy crap. I will tell you, there is a top rare that Booker's got hanging in his garage that some dude, like, cut out the face and put, like, fangs in it. So it's got, like, this giant mouth, and it's, like, Thanks. It is the cool. looking. I don't think it works, but it looks cool. <laughs> looks pretty neat, though. That's awesome. So, I mean, with all this like experience and stuff, did you ever think of guiding? I know I don't. I'm pretty sure you don't guide now, do you? Uh, I've I've not guided. I've considered it, and I've considered it a lot, and I've like come really, really close to pulling the trigger. But it's just I don't think it's really my thing. Uh, What's holding you back? Uh, probably probably dealing with like people that don't want to like listen to me mm-hmm. like, yeah bro, I, mean, I, I would i kind of tested it out i was like i would just bring people out for free and be like do this do that and i'd had people be like i'd be like here's a sand cat i'm catching a lot of fish on sand cats the bite and they're like well give me a lure that will catch i don't want to have to work for muskies and i'm just like oh i oh, guess mm. you you're probably in the wrong place right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this yeah. is gonna be a fun day yeah, I'm like I, th- I think that would be one of the just the biggest frustrations with guiding in general. I don't care if it's muskies or I think muskies would be particularly hard because muskies are harder to fish for than you know bass or walleye. But you know, just anything if you're trying to teach someone who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, you know, and 
you're you are not going to enjoy that nearly as much as as you know you you should and uh i don't know i would i again i've said this a hundred times i don't i wouldn't want it to be my job because i think that would take a lot of fun out of what we do as the weekend warriors yeah i, I think being a weekend warrior is actually better i like that a lot more it's less stressful i always have like an, a lot of anxiety i want people to catch fish when they come out with me and i just think if it was my job it would take like a lot of enjoyment out of mm-hmm. like passion that I have for muskie fishing. And that's, that, that's a really big thing for me. As long as, if it starts feeling like work, I'm going to start like less enjoying the passion. Cause now it's my passion, my obsession and it's work. And that's just, that's too mm-hmm. much. Right. I could see that. Right. And out of all species, the muskie too, it's not like you're going out bass fishing with a guy and just whacking on some, like you have to catch that person, like a fish of a lifetime mm-hmm. and they're expects most of them are expecting a 50 incher they don't <laughs> want your stupid 40 incher get, get them a 50 incher on the first day oh yeah, <laughs> I know that's, yeah that's that's, that's <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that I how far east have you fished for muskies how far east i yeah. green bay is the farthest east i personally though i want i i remember listening to a podcast you guys talking about georgian bay and that is on my hit list okay well the missing hunk right now that's where he is he is on he is in the georgian bay right now because he and his his family just bought a place up there and they're uh you know yeah dude in killarney which is like right in the heart of musky country in georgian bay i mean he is in in absolutely prime prime territory because his um larissa is from Killarney so she's a she's actually native from of up there so like they are real they have really long ties to Georgian Bay so if you ever want to get up there we we got we got the connection for you that's for sure that'd be great I I've been obsessed with it since Booker started sharing stories about like the French River and how there's just giants out there catching like 350s in a day and losing what he thought was like a world record. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I gotta go well, up. In, le- in less than a month, we're gonna be up there. We're gonna be on Lake Nipissing. Oh wow, nice. I remember he was telling me he's like, one was like, I don't remember the exact sizes. And um, oh, sorry, Joe, for butchering your story, but he was like, I caught like a 51, a 53, and like a 55. And then he's fishing this dam or whatever. And he hooks into one that he thinks is like 60 inches and it completely <laughs> swallows his bucktail. So it's got a dead to rights and the snap breaks on the leader and it swims off. Oh, wow. And he's like, I lost it due to leader failure. Otherwise it would have been mine. And then I stayed there for another two weeks and didn't catch anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just crazy. And I've been obsessed ever since. Like I can't stop thinking yeah. about it. Well, you mentioned earlier, you said you were a competitive guy and I kind of, I did my stalk. They like, I call it research and they like to call it stalking, but I did my stalking and I, th- you fished the PMTT, correct? At some point. I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got my us. butt handed to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fished quite a few tournaments and I don't anymore because I'll pre-fish them and crush them the like entire two to three days before the PMTT or the day or whatever. Or, you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing, I'm always crushing them the week before. And then the PMTT happens or the tournament happens and I get skunk. I don't see anything. I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Joe wasn't your partner for that, I would assume. Was, I wish. I wish Booker was my partner. He doesn't do those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. See, do you what? You just did it with a, how did that happen? You just said, screw it. I'm doing it with a buddy. And uh, 
I remember just one dude, my buddy Chad, just like messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, we don't know each other, but do you want to be boat partners? I like for the PMTT. I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no. Kind sure. of. <laughs> <laughs> What's doing, you know? And uh, oh, man, I was, that was a real bummer because I was crushing them. I was on a good pattern like the week prior. I'm like, I, I'm going to, we're going to do good and didn't do anything. Lost, lost a few fish though. So that was a bummer, but that's how I know. Yeah. And you just haven't done it since just. I haven't been interested. Just no. PMTT is like $300 to entry or something like that. I'm just, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money to pay and then you don't catch nothing. I mean, geez, it's just yeah. a little too much, you know, and a lot of time and travel. I mean, that's just a lot of everything. Like that's like, that's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's also, uh, you, you have all these, you're like, man, I want to be in that spot. This guy's on that spot, you know? Oh, that guy cut me off. Then you get frustrated and you're not focusing on, you know, your figure eights and you miss one. It's like just a little too much. I get a little too competitive and caught up mm-hmm. in the process. So I, I just got to stay away from it. You can spend that kind of money to take a trip out to Georgian Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Spend or buy, it. you know, or buy a new rod or buy some baits. And it's, mm-hmm. I think you can spend your money elsewhere. That's better, you know? Some people love it, man. I mean, it's just, it's not, I don't think it would ever be for me like that. I, I love the local tournaments we do oh, like yeah. for Muskie's Inc., but that's like 35 bucks, you know? That's like, like that's, a, that's like a cookout compared to the yeah. PMTT though. Well, that's and like, it's also crazy how many, how many competitors they get in these PMTT mm-hmm. tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not talking about all oh, 30 boats. I mean, holy shit. You're talking about, I think Todd said at one point, uh, one years ago, there was like 155 or something that's like insane. that. Oh and nor I think recently there were like 75 or 80 in, in an event. I mean, that's, that's so many boats and that's so much technology and that's so many and a guys lot looking, on the line looking for the same spots. That's so many guys, you know, competing for all the same shit in a game that, you know, that again is really a bunch about a bunch of chest thumping, you know, where, you know, if you if you you can go out and, and really just enjoy it where, you know, the local tournaments, you know, that's different. You can go out and you can just have fun with those things. But you're you're going to dump a lot of money into a boat, electronics, entry fees, you name it to get into the PMTT. Now, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these guys have sponsorships to some degree. But, you know, that's again, it. If you're working a real job, you know, a regular job, I shouldn't say real job, like a regular job that's not musky related, it's tough to invest that much money on something just to go have fun on the weekends. You know, that's to to have that type of a boat and those types of entry fees and stuff like that. That's a lot. Yeah, especially when money's involved, too. It's like you can't enjoy it. It's another thing, like I said, like it starts feeling like work then. You're like, I got to win. I spent the 300 bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. you do something and it's kind of like. I lose enjoyment and that kind of stuff. So I just, I just can't do them anymore. I can see that. Yeah, that's the thing with like the muskies ink tournaments. It's like, dude, that's my, that's like an excuse for me to go fish. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I will pay you $35 if I can put that on my calendar so I can <laughs> go fishing, you know? And there's a <laughs> lot less on the line at the muskies ink tournaments. It's like, it's not like, uh, he used the latest tech and beat me out. Oh, screw it. It's like a oh, jewel one. Cool. Like, no, we, like nobody, you know everybody in the tournament. Yeah, that's the like, thing. Nobody wants that. No, I mean, you want to win, but you don't really want to win. You, you're just out fishing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things. But Swink and I thought we had it the one year after day one on Pimey. <laughs> it's like we... <laughs> a little bit. 
for like maybe two hours, I was thinking, oh, you strike, strike blood early. You start feeling real good about yourself. And then you remember <laughs> eight hours later, yeah. yeah, somebody else probably caught a fish too. <laughs> remember when we caught that fish? Fifteen hours later, we're still one fish, and we're not even going to back to the to the launch. It's terrible. Do you have local tournaments like that out there? Or do you, you don't have options like that really? Or oh, there's the Muskie's Inc. I think we have two chapters in Minneapolis. It's like it's so big here. They have like a wet. Like I have a, to break it up. Yeah, they had to split it up at the two river. divisions. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably, you know what? I'll probably talk me into doing some like you know Muskie's Inc. tournaments because that sounds you know it's it's like a, a fancy burger. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's pretty easy to do. It's not a three hundred dollar check. That's that's pricey. <clears throat> no. Yeah, you you might not even out. win 300 bucks for winning the tournament. I think the, the cash payout's what, like 100 bucks? Like, <laughs> big fish it, prize is like 100 bucks. <laughs> I, I, could, I would probably do what some guys even like win, they just donate it right back to the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's, fund. it's all fun. Yeah. You should check those out, Tyler. Through that, my money goes straight to more baits. More I baits. More baits. <laughs> I, I donated my five bucks to the club. <laughs> says give Bro. me it in 20s i'm going to the store <laughs> I'm Dude, so i'm on team rhino on the drive home i gotta tell you guys this real quick i literally took i was laughing about this earlier my wife deanna we're so like two three nights ago i'm at home down downstairs and i'm like hey uh need a couple colors for the arthur tournament coming up like care if i pick up a couple baits and she's like Really? You don't have colors for the Arthur tournament? She's like, you have 500 lures up there, plus you don't have the colors. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I don't have them in mojos. And she's like, whatever. She's like, that's fine. She's like, go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. So today I'm like, hey, uh, remember when I asked you the other day and I'm like, I need to get some cash out for, for Leo on Saturday. And she's like, what? So I find out that half the time, as soon as I start talking about fishing lures, she tunes out on me. Doesn't remember even having the conversation. That's a good time to ask about the boat. Yeah. yeah. So I, I realized I realized something now though, because we definitely had the conversation. If she's gonna keep tuning out on me, I might I might be in the market for a couple more couple more lures this year after all. There you go. It's good. It's good stuff, man. You're sick and you need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I think as muskingers, we all got a problem with buying baits. Mm -hmm. I think in the last two weeks, I probably bought like 10 baits. Like, you know, I'll explode and buy that. <laughs> so here's a question. I can I can edit this out if this is a no-no. Do you still have to buy your own Booker baits? Or can you just uh, be like, hey, Joe, send me a top operator? I have to I have to buy my baits now. <sighs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure if I asked them. With uh, the old regular folk like us. <laughs> before i used to get a lot of free baits which was nice but you know it's kind of them to do but now i just buy my own but yeah you know, I, I do i am very lucky enough to have been gifted a, a lot of old like original death raiders stuff you're, you, you know, can't buy stuff you can't buy yeah. that i uh i have packaged away so i have one death raider that i use i maybe have 10 others i'm hoping those will last me a lifetime you know, <laughs> fish, i'm like I'll never troll this. I'll never cast it on snaggy rocks. If it gets snagged, I'm going in after it. Nope. <laughs> I've got this one death raider that's got like rattles in the tail or something like that. Cause the new ones don't have rattles in the tail and this one does. So it's got like this crazy wobble. 
And I tell you what, I've used it so much. The hooks are almost wearing through the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many fish. How much do you troll as opposed to cast? I It's about 50, 50 every time I go out. So, you know, I'll, I'll, if I'm out three hours, I'll fish in like an hour and a half, to two hours and I cast the rest of the day. Um, Cause I, I originally got into trolling probably like the last two years. I started picking it up and I, I honestly really like it because I get to like eat a sandwich and like catch a muskie while I'm eating a sandwich or just kind of <laughs> chill and like mindlessly scroll Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's a nice break from the day. Yeah. So I, I troll quite yeah. often. I want to take a break. Uh, are you equally as confident trolling as casting, would you say, or since you're a little newer to trolling, are you still kind of learning the ropes on that or? I'd say I'm more confident with casting, but my yeah. confidence is greatly growing with trolling. Okay. Kind of like learning, oh, like my bait will go this far down if I let this much line out. You know, all the weed lines are, you know, the weed's up this high, so I got to adjust for that. Mm-hmm. Speed is, you know, it's too fast. The speed's too slow. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting much more confident with that. Um, I, I just enjoy like you're, you're just kind of honestly thinking about something else in here. The rod goes, mm-hmm. scares <laughs> you a little bit. <laughs> Uh, out of Minnesota, is that a one, two, two it's rod? A, it's one? a one rod. One I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that being from Green Bay. It's a three there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we got three here. Oh, so jealous. Mm-hmm. Take your yeah. girlfriend, you get six. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's if, I the, take, uh... if I take my buddy, I get two. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a couple more buddies. <laughs> they, have a, they have a limit you can only have three lines per boat so really that's the max yeah oh, man i was picturing like a pontoon kid and dota style with like 12 of the boys packed on and one rod each guy rods out the, yeah, yeah. all the size <laughs> just a rodzilla you know? uh-huh. <laughs> that's you crazy just- you can only do you can only even in the metro area i yeah. i thought metro that would probably be a little bit a little bit more relaxed yeah, no, it's it's hardcore. Like even like from Vilas, it's uh, it's one line in Vilas trolling, but if you cast, you can have a sucker rod out, so you can have two lines out if you're by yourself. Hmm. But if you're in the metro here, you can only have one line or one rod out. So if you want to cast, you're only casting. But if you want to use suckers, you only can use a sucker. You just gotta sit there and watch it. So it's kind of like it's different rules here. And if you go out in the St. Croix, since it's a border water with Minnesota, you're allowed two lines which is kind of nice. But for me, that's like a 50 minute drive. So it's a little much. It seems like it would be hard to enforce. It's like a game warden, like whether uh, like I saw you trolling, like, no, I was using a sucker and like, I don't know. That's, that seems like a gray area. I feel like people maybe take advantage of that. You mean like in Minnesota or like, or like the two line thing in Vilas? Like you were saying the two line, how you're allowed to use two if you're sucker fishing and casting, but not trolling. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's kind of hard. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how they enforce it because I mean, yeah, that, you're moving. You're kind of technically. Tall, yeah. But I mean, I'm doing little taps because you don't want that sucker just like below <laughs> the surface. <laughs> Five I mile an hour that, sucker. Like, well, he's. It, I didn't realize that for the last hour, so he's dead. <laughs> there goes yeah. box. <laughs> little dead bait. <laughs> Donnie, oh, Donnie real. was gonna make himself a sucker tank. Oh, oh, I got sucker tanks. I was gonna make a nicer one with a that bigger one, cooler. Yeah, I was, I, right now it's my like an ice cream are, cooler. Yeah, right now I'm working with 55 gallon uh, trash trash uh, containers, garbage cans. But that was a real thing, though. The ice cream container, wasn't it? It was like an old yeah. ice cream freezer. 
uh, my buddy Jesse took it. He's, he's using <laughs> it. That's the only reason why I didn't get it. Jesse told Nick he wanted it first. And he's going to aerate it? Like, it, uh, yeah. you put an aerator in there and just, just run it? Yeah, he's going to use it for a sucker tank. I was happy he took it anyway because he lives pretty close to me and he can do all that work and I'll just get suckers from him. Tyler, this is like the, the ice cream thing in the gas station that you slot, you like reach over and slide the door open like a chest oh. freezer with the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So oh, that's okay. his sucker cooler now. <laughs> that is super cool. I dig that. I want to build one. Yeah. I think my landlord would kick me out if I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even let me have a, a smoker. <laughs> just tell got, them they're, they're pets. I got yeah. declined too on the sucker tank here, Tyler. I'm not allowed to have one either. <laughs> Hashtag married. You ask. I know. That's my problem with everything. They can't tell you no once the suckers are already yeah. in the. Once there's 250 gallons of water. water. <laughs> what are they going to do? She's not going to drain that tank. <laughs> it's know. staying right where you put it. Oh, well, she's tuning out on you. You might be able to just get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. If I talk about it enough, yeah. Talk about lures and then slide in a sucker tank. Blah, 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 tank. sucker right tank. We're yeah. going to try that later tonight. We'll see if it works. Yeah, wait till she's tired, too. That could help. A little groggy, not thinking correctly. So, Tyler, what kind of what kind of boat do you what kind of boat do you run? I am running a uh, a 2020 16 and a half foot Alumacraft. Okay. It's got a 60 horse Mercury on it. She she, she can rip. It's kind of nice little boat. It's just big enough where I can go on big water, and just small enough if it gets windy, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. And it and it. it it's not too big to fish by yourself. No, no. I've had bigger boats, like big green bay boats, where they're just gigantic. Like yeah. you, get, you get wind at walking from one end to other, like, geez, that was like a mile. <laughs> yeah. Joe didn't make you get a recon. I wanted to buy one, but oh. you can't afford one yet. <laughs> you can't buy that. You can't buy a used Joe Booker recon for a little, little cheap rate. Yeah, cheap rate. I mean, it's probably still six. <laughs> six figures, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still a lot. Yeah, I, it is it is amazing to me how much money these boats cost and how many people have them you know and and i mean like just you know you go to canada you you, you fish you go to canada and you see these boats that the the summers up there and the same thing in minnesota there you know your summers are so short mm -hmm. it's like so people are investing this much money in boats that they can only use for this short period of time it's just insane to me how much money how much these boats cost well some of these rangers are like over a hundred thousand yeah like, oh my god it's crazy i'm like that's a tiny home I'm like you know do you live in a box like right. how do you afford a home and that <laughs> You know? I like tagged Ryan and one. Ryan, what brand was that that I tagged you in? It was like 140k. That was a Vexus. Yeah, I've never heard uh, of this brand. I've never heard yeah. of them. 137 thousand dollars. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. L Luffy asked me if if I was gonna buy that one. I was like, nah. <laughs> Definitely not. That's why I, like I tagged you. I like fishing on my little Alumacraft and you know, it's kind of nice when you catch like a, a nice big musky in front of like one of those expensive new Rangers or like, doesn't matter what boat you have, man. That's so <laughs> good. Nice. That's awesome. They're popular out this way. A lot of guys have Alumacrafts out this way now. That's good to know that a 60 will move it, move it that well, a 16 footer. Yeah. Yeah. It moves pretty well. I can get up to about like 33 miles an hour. 
so I can I can get across the lake pretty fast. I mean, you don't really have to go faster than that unless you're like a bass guy shooting around, you know, eighty yeah, miles. I mean, so so I was telling you, I texted you guys as I was driving back from the lake on on Sunday. I was driving down seventy nine, which is an interstate here in, in Western PA, and I must have passed at least ten boats on the interstate, and they were all big boats like most of them were i think there were at least six trackers but a couple of luns and they all had big engines on them at least 150 horsepower and that's like around here we have a lot of horsepower restriction so it's not you know you you don't see a lot of guys with a boat with just a 150 on it unless they're fishing like lake erie or something like that so i i don't know i just thought it was odd driving down the road and seeing that many you know, big boats like that around here, uh, you know, with, with big engines. Cause I mean, a 150 is a, a pretty sizable engine. Hell yeah. You don't have restrictions out there, Tyler. That's not like a thing really. There's it's, it's the wild West. On oh, you, dude, there's giant barges that are like the size of mansions. Out there. <laughs> they're, just, they're throwing like an eight foot wake. I know people that have been thrown out of their boat. You're just like, you're fishing a spot and it's dead calm. And there's like five foot waves everywhere from all the giant boats. <laughs> the other day I posted something on Instagram. Like I almost died. Some dude I saw that. that I, I was night fishing and I just see this like gigantic boat, just like hauling ass directly at me. I'm like, he'll turn. He sees my lights. <laughs> and then I hear the music. And I hear him like yelling and screaming. I'm like, Oh, he doesn't. He's not going to turn. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I have my trolling motor down. I have everything down. I'm not moving fast. So I have this big spotlight that I call my meth headlight because I always shine <laughs> boat launches for uh, people at night. I've had some unfortunate interactions. You see them scurry into the weeds. Yeah, oh, God, dude. That's <laughs> awful. That's terrible. I've, I've had some of the, some horrible interactions with weird people at, at boat launches, night fishing, but that's why I have it. But <laughs> I, I see this guy. I'm just like, I'm going to blast him in his face. So he moves. And I'm like, you know, the, the thought is if, you know, if they want to see, they're going to turn. And that's what he did. He missed me about by 30 feet though. And I basically fell over my boat. <laughs> it's pretty wild. That's crazy. I follow too many of those uh, boating, boating things on Instagram, like uh bad idea boating. And, and uh, what's the other one? Qualified captain mm-hmm. that just have the worst boat situations. I mean, boat ramp situations and yeah. just, uh, you ever see that one where they're like they're they're I think they're jigging or something that giant boat just like goes right over. T-bones the them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Worth yep. fear. That is. Oh my gosh. That's. And I, cool. I think maybe I'm, I'm mixed up, but I think the guy that hits them, he's then he's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I th- I think you very clearly hear him apologize. Like if you did that to me, and then a apo- I don't even know what I'd say. Like an apology <laughs> doesn't work there. Like it, it's crazy. But anyway, back to my meth headline. <laughs> <laughs> I got that light because I remember I was night fishing uh, near the reservation in Vilas County. And uh, that's, I wouldn't say that's the smartest thing to do because that's not the safest place to be at night. And I remember coming back and there's a bunch of people doing something illegal, very illegal in the uh, parking lot. And I got some uh, weird people talking to me and giving me some stares. I'm like, well, I think I'm getting a light because if I see that, I'm not coming in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I threw the straps on my trailer. I just like hooked up and took off. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. Rods flying out of the boat on the way oh, yeah. out. I'm like, it, it's insured. I can get new stuff, <laughs> whatever. 
I need to get one of those because I fish the three rivers here, and there's a lot of a lot of sketchy people around at night creeping around those launch ramps. Dude, this is why I haven't gone back to lock three. <laughs> I walked down there, some guy was like passed out, just like laying in the like basically in the woods, and I'm like, "Hey, you're right, bro." And it's like, "I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna get out of here right now." <laughs> See some goofy man. things. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you that spot where we, uh, where I took you guys a couple years ago for the river tournament. <clears throat> that's a uh, fun boat ramp to show up late at uh, night. I bet. There's, there's a lot of uh, wild antics that go on there. That <laughs> I've had a couple, couple of uh, fun experiences to say the least. Dude, why boat ramps? Like, why is I, that mm, the, the place to hang out for crazies? I have no idea. I don't get it, dude. It's like, like you were saying about the meth heads and stuff. Like, that's pretty freaking common around here. Like at boat ramps. Like, what the heck? And the, it's there's something about the people that fish at them too. They're always like characters. Yeah. It's never just a normal dude with a rod. Like, hey, I'm going catfishing. It's like some, like you said, it's like some meth head with like a toaster oven and like a spool yeah. of rope and like. Like I remember the one time I took my dad when I first got my boat. Here's my launch ramp story. We I got my brand new boat. Like I'm taking my dad down the river. Went fishing. Come back at night. We pull up to the dock. There's some people fishing there. I think it was like two or three people. I tie the boat off. I like, I'm like, how you guys doing? Not a word. These people just looked at us, didn't say a word, tied the boat off, went up, got the Jeep, took the boat out. These people were still sitting there. Didn't say a word to my dad the whole time he's sitting in the boat there. This is like 10 30, 11 at night too, in the pitch black. Then I asked him, I'm like, did you talk to those people? He's like, no, I tried. They wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, All right. they, maybe they just didn't see you, Tom. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we, I like had to like step over their fishing rods to like get out of my boat, and they just not a word. Meanwhile, they're they're both sitting there. They're like, not a grunt, not a nod, not. It was like we were invisible. It was (laughs) it was the most bizarre moment I think I've ever experienced. They looked at each they looked at each other and they said, "We just unfollowed that dude on Instagram." (laughs) (laughs) Don't look. <laughs> don't make eye contact. That's him. Yeah, they can't see you if you don't move. <laughs> yeah. You brought something up, or, or I brought it up earlier, Tyler, about the whole video game thing, and I want to talk a little bit about this. So, what did that entail? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't like mad and like they weren't hooking you up with like electrodes and you weren't like in front of a green screen, but what, how does it go to make a video game? Like, oh, you mean Musky 360? Yeah. The game? Oh. I totally forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in a video game. Come on. There's um, kids playing as you all across the country right now. <laughs> no, there's just some dude that was like, I can make a video game with you guys. And we're like, okay, sure. What do you need <laughs> to do? And we're just like, like, well, I just need some voiceovers and we can do that. And I'm like, all right, we can do that. And I just recorded a bunch of gurus, words of wisdom or something. something you, so you wrote them ahead of time and like had to sit down in front of a mic and... Yeah, yeah, just kind of recorded everything, and I'm like, "Is that super awkward?" Uh, after a while, you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure now I'd I'd be terrible. I have to do like <laughs> something ridiculous, but yeah, I, I can't. I totally forgot I was in a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's I was. I'm like, I have a friend in a video game. I'm gonna like drop that at a bar sometime for like a cool <laughs> fact about myself. I know someone in a video game. Yeah, it was. It's it's it was pretty funny. I'm like, oh man, you want to make a video game? Whatever. <laughs> 
Whose idea enough. was that? It just some random guy just sent in a message and was like, yo, I want to make, I develop video games for a, like, it's my job. To like, the Muskie shop, he sent them. Uh, to Muskie 360. Okay. Like, I want to make a video game with you guys. And I'm like, uh, okay. Okay. Like, like, do we have to pay for it? I'm like, no, we'll just make it for free. I'm like, well, we'll do it then. I don't sure. <laughs> is this, is this still accessible somewhere? Yeah. I, I think, think. So. I don't know. I might have been removed. I think Pete Manning might have replaced me because I retired. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to find this. Well, I played as Tyler Andrews back, so I can say that. I played right. as him before he was, you know. All replaced. Right. I like yeah. It. I like it. <laughs> Someone else I wanted to ask you about, Tyler, is you mentioned him earlier, Chaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaz is another kind of close friend to Booker, correct? Yeah, or is he, he related like another protege. Or? Uh, he is not related to Joe. Okay. I, re- I don't quite know the whole story and how they got uh, uh, became friends. I remember, I think Chaz, Booker's known Chaz since he was a little boy, I think. Like Chaz would come up and just pester the crap out of him. <laughs> kind of like you did it as, yeah, it is yeah. X, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I think they became friends and you start working for Joe as a cameraman first. I think because Chaz and I have a cabin, like we're like two minutes from each other in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. And Booker used to live in Eagle River. I think they ran into each other at the local Triggs supermarket. And he was like, dude, can I have a job? And Booger's like, okay, yeah. And then I I think that's how it started. You'd have to ask Chaz. I don't know. So maybe Chaz paved the way for uh, the cameraman job for you, for Booger being open-minded to the whole young cameraman thing. I maybe. (laughs) um, I'm not sure about that. I know know Doug Wagner was a cameraman for Booger as well. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. He was for, I think, a year or two years. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Filmed the Lake of the Yeah, I I don't want to like say a whole lot because it's Doug's history, but I I think yeah I think Doug's dad and uh, Booker's brother-in-law owned a business together or something. I might be wrong, but I that's remember funny. That. I think Doug and Joe have known each other a really long time too. Hmm. Booker's had like this influence of people. Like I remember, here's one. Here's a cool piece of history that uh, Jim Sarek used to be a guide client of Booker's back in the day. So like his his dad would bring young little kid Jim Sarek with Booker and that's how then Booker and him started fishing a lot together and that's, that's how he cool. Muskie Hunter and that's how Jim Sarek got to start. So Booker's had like all these big names that you know. He's had like that's what I mean. He's like the grandpa of everybody. He's like the musky grandpa kind of musky godfather. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had a hand yeah. in like bringing all these guys up. It's it's been really really cool. And he like here I was like yeah I got it him when he was like your age. I'm like what. That is crazy. That's Joe Sarek. <laughs> it's so cool. That's wild. And Joe doesn't look that old. I mean, he doesn't look old enough to be able to guide Jim Sarek as a. No, he's looking good. We need we need the Joe Booker diet player, like whatever he's drinking over there. To yeah, yeah, he's he's fit. He can. I can tell you this. He can outfish me any day of the week. <laughs> go. You mean go longer, like longer days, and I'll I'll be like, how is it's we're on like hour fifteen. How is he just? outfishing me like constantly <laughs> just just throwing 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 barely tanks i take more breaks than joe book on the boat <laughs> it's just it's just wild that's funny so do you i mean do you guys all hang together like i was saying Chaz, do you guys go on like big group outings and uh we used to when i worked for joe oh, okay uh, this year since kind of COVID happened we weren't able to go to canada for a long time and everyone kind of branched off and did their own thing mm-hmm. for a while then I graduated college and I'm out here. So it's kind of hard to get together. Um, but yeah, we would, we would go to Lake of the woods together and that was, that was a blast. I mean, was, that's just a cool pass to have, even if it's 
said yeah. and done. I mean, that experience of fishing with those two guys in a boat, man. I mean, that's. I'll, I'll tell you this. It was very tough, uh, a tough fish catching fishing behind those two guys. They don't leave me <laughs> Oh, they left you in the back of the boat too to clean up. Yeah, yeah I was in the back <laughs> of the boat. So like, you know, if Joe Booker and Chaz Martin couldn't catch them, man, I, I struggled. <laughs> oh, man. I got lucky a few times, but it definitely makes you like a better angler having to fish behind mm-hmm. people that just catch everything. So even I, hearing like the discussions that go on between two guys like that, like the thinking, like the thought processes and the, that, that's got to be helpful. Oh yeah. I mean, just, I used to, I get to bounce stuff off them. Like, man, is this, is I lost that fish. Like, how did I lose them? Was my rod tip too high? And they're like, well, you had it at this angle and you changed your like angle hook, hook direction or whatever. And that's how you lost them. Like, well, that's that's a good get. It would take me forever to figure that out. Mm. That's like like we always the Ryan likes to talk about going with a guide, how valuable that is. I mean, going with someone like that, that's just like there's no price for that. And he's he doesn't guide anymore, does he? Like you can't to this day like book a trip with Joe Booker. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No, Booker's not interested in guiding. He did it, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Made a good living doing that, then he got away from it. It's, you know, I I'd say guiding's a tough life, man. Guiding is a very tough life. Yeah, I think it's calling your name, though. It sounds <laughs> like it is. <laughs> maybe one. Owen's shaking his head. Owen's like, stay away. <laughs> no, yeah, like why? I mean, again, the, I mean, I don't. Tyler doesn't look like somebody who's who's you know looking for a way to make money with musky fishing. You know, like it looks like he's enjoying. You know, he's got a job. He's enjoying fishing, and I, I I hope you continue like that. I mean, really, I think we can all only hope to that that you know, musky fishing is our our hobby. You know, it not very. It's like it's like how many how many people are going to become professional athletes? Very few. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people are going to find a way to make a living and a good living at that. You know, musky fishing. There's a lot other ways to make a living, and then you can also musky fish on the side. So it's kind of like you know, hey. Yeah, I'm I'm quite enjoying being just a hobby hobby fisherman. It's kind of, it's pretty nice from being you know I was going I was actually heading down you know the the guide path like I said before I was really toying with it. And Booker's actually the one who talked me out of it. He's like, mm. don't don't do it, man. I had to do it because that was like my option. Like I had to put food on the table. That's what I did. That was my skill. He's like, you got so many options. Don't do that. And that was some of the best advice I probably ever received. Dude, I I think this. I'm gonna say this and. Somebody might get mad at me for saying this, but I know I've talked to a lot of guides. I've fished with several guides. I feel personally that musky fishing as a guide will eat you alive over time. I'm sure. Oh, my God. Like, it just, it literally, and I can see it. I can see it. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say anything, but I can see it on certain individuals. I hear it every year. There's, like, a decline in, like, wanting to be at, musky shows wanting to you know like it just it's a change like where some of these guys are super excited to do this like you can see it year after year it's just like a it just starting to eat people alive and i just feel like if you do that full time dude eventually it's gonna get you like and it's you're gonna be sour you're gonna you're gonna end up you're gonna go walleye fishing at some point you're gonna find something else to do it's just i, I, I a lot can of pressure at that point i've I know quite a few old musky guys that are still guiding into their seventies because they have to do it to keep putting money on their table. And they're just so bitter, so bitter. And that's, it's, it can be tough if you don't have a, a plan to get out of it. 
Yeah, it's like it, it's. I mean, we all like honestly, dude. To think like to think about fishing every day, like let's be realistic. Like all it's of us want to. We want to fish every day, though. Like if it's up to us and we can make a living, and we could fish every day and enjoy it, that's what we want to do. But that's what's get. That's what gets lost on guiding, is like it's all the pressure and the stress and the clients, and it's the wear and tear, like wear and tear on gear. And just like year year after year after year, like you you do seminars, you go to shows, you do this, you do that, like that thing it just wears you, just wears you out. And I can see it. So yeah, I don't know, man. I would stay away from the guiding personally. Just work on that musky supplement, that musky creatine that we can start pumping into them to beef them yeah. up a little. Well, you know, you're gonna hear all of a sudden you know, I'm getting arrested by the DNR for injecting musky. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear like there's like 68 inches on Minnetonka. Like, <laughs> they're jacked with they, six they, packs. They like grow arms. And... They just got biceps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that you like you went kind of from the guy mentality to the weekend warrior mentality because we I feel like a lot of people that listen to this are like the weekend warriors. So, what would you just? I mean, earlier you said you kind of pick your days around moon events and weather events, but like, what's some other advice you would give that guy that only has like one day, two days a week, three hours after work? like whatever it may be if you're if you have a set couple of days like okay every thursday i can fish i'm locked into like this date i would find a lake that has if you just want to catch one that has a high population of muskies mm-hmm. that has preferably low pressure but that's not always the highest population and fish the main lake structure like points i'd fish coves i'd fish the deepest weed lines um i'd fish i'd fish uh open water because that, that you know if you're in minnesota fish open water um if you're new to it you got to pick up a crankbait like i i can't tell Mm -hmm. you how many people i've seen throwing crankbaits i can't name one like in minnesota i've only seen people throw bucktails and rubber and these these fish don't just don't see crankbaits so that's what like if you're gonna go out throw something a little different especially if it's pressured water uh you know get used to throwing twitch baits get used to throwing uh deep divers along weed lines get you kind of learn how to troll too because there's some days you go out and it's like bluebird skies mm-hmm. i typically troll those days because i'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna cover water find the one muskie that's not following mm-hmm. um and then if you're not set to a specific date like i do pick your days accordingly choose wisely choose choose very very wisely if you're thinking i'm gonna go out on tuesday but it's a bluebird day but Wednesday is a real stormy day. Go on Wednesday if you can. Um, and if you were to pick between having a, a you know pick based on a weather weather or moon phase, you would choose weather clearly, right? Hundred percent weather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get unlucky and you have a storm that comes in and just like kills it. Uh, we mm-hmm. those, but I would in Minnetonka and Minneapolis, I choose weather. But if I'm in say Vilas, I choose probably moon more because uh, I've I. It's just less pressure up there. It depends on where you are, but it seems here on this more pressured water, weather events are more significant uh, triggers for action. How much does night fishing change the game, so to speak? I mean, you hear a lot that heavily pressured waters night fish, and you'll 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 catch more. Uh, normally, I would say, yeah, not this year. This year's no. And up here, it's everyone's really struggling. I'd say in northern Minnesota, the, it's on like crazy. Night fishing's really good, but down here, I'd say not not necessarily the case. But if 
there's a common saying, like, if they don't fight during the day, they'll fight at night. And that, that is very true. I mean, Booker, he was one of the pioneers of, of night fishing. That was like, that was his jam on North and South Twin and Bilas. Uh, night fishing is definitely a ticket if you can find the right body of water for night fishing. That's the thing with night fishing. Not every body of water is good. It's, you got to figure it out. You have to go out there for, you know, a season and find if, out if it's good. There's some lakes that I used to night fish back in Bilas for, you know, like a year or two. And I found out that it sucked. I never caught anything out there. And the lake down the road's the, the lake I should have been fishing. You don't necessarily know until you could try it. I like that. What are you looking for in a, in, in a good night fishing lake as opposed to, a? I mm. mean, if, if there is anything. <sighs> I haven't. I'm sure there's some guys that know a lot more about night fishing than me and are more experienced. I'd probably know the answer to this, but for me more more so than not it's like deep clear lakes like gin clear lakes are really good night fishing lakes just because those fish can really see you during the day so they're not it's harder to catch them um that's typically what i'm targeting um there's not really a specific indicator that i have like one's gonna be better than the other i kind of just you have to go out and figure it out for yourself mm-hmm. or one of my favorite things to do is kind of interrogate people be like, hey, you know, you not fish this. Like, you know, what about this? I'm pretty good at uh, extracting information from people, so I can kind of cut down the fishing time, expiration time. Now, is the meth light used in that extraction, or? Uh, yeah, normally <laughs> I, uh, I I play good cop and bad cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if they're cooperating, the meth light stays in the in the box. It's, yeah. a heat, it's actually a heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> that singed the eyebrows right off. Yeah. I think that's we a need, good tip. We need more. We need more information on exactly like what this meth lamp is. Like what? It, what? <laughs> what is the brand make model? So we can all get our hands many on, on a meth lamp. Yeah. Well, how many lumens? <laughs> it's definitely over a thousand. It will shine. Ooh. It will shine like five hundred feet. Like it is ridiculously bright. Like it. I got it from Menards. I'm not sure if you have Menards. <laughs> we do not. No. We, we I think. I think from what I gather is our equivalent is like Tractor Supply Company. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we're it's it's strictly Menards up here, like Home Depot or something like that. Yeah. I think it's like some Alaskan guide, uh, like light. Um, it's probably like I mine cost me like a hundred bucks. Like I was like it's hundred percent worth it because it's like you know, I, I'm I almost got run over one night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm sure it's it worth it right then. It's a hundred paid for bucks. itself. Yeah, well, I'm like well I either could spent. Have, yeah, I'm like either could have died or the boat would have been trashed. Like, it's, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like that advice though for the new guy. Like, don't be scared to just talk to people at launch ramps. Like, I mean, don't be a prick about it, but like, be you know, just explain that you're new to the sport and like you need a little help. And very few people are going to be that much of a jerk to be like to pull out the meth light like Tyler and blast you in the face with it and be like, shoo. Yeah, Donnie, yeah. Donnie might, but most people are going to be like pretty oh, yeah, open. They, they might not tell you everything, but they're going to help you. They're going to push you off in the right direction. I would say to that, like last night I was fishing uh, a lake out here that I don't fish often and I just don't really know much about it. And I was kind of coming in from getting skunked and I was just talking to this dude and he's like, yeah, man, I live out here and we haven't seen anything like all year. And he was really honest and some people lie maybe to keep you away from it, but Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell if someone's being genuine. Mm-hmm. And this dude kind of, I think he was being genuine. So I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> that's good. Though. I mean, that cemented an idea that you had and that's mm-hmm. still, I, I still get advice the same way. Just from talking oh, to someone good. at a launch ramp or 
Yeah, I've met some of my best friends at launches. I'm like, hey, yeah, what's up? And then you start talking, you exchange numbers, and then now you got uh-huh. everybody. So if you're new to the sport, you might find like a good mentor. At, at- Nick, Nick is Nick is still the launch ramp king. Nick, yeah. Nick loves the launch ramp conversation. <laughs> I am so confused about this about a boat launch right now. Just a ramp, like. We have some of the craziest, yeah. weird, like weirdest people ever. We have or like you could meet your best addicts, friend. Or you could meet your best friend on any given day. At the Roll the dice, launch. baby. Yeah, it's Russian roulette. <laughs> you are right. I'm going to do a little shout out to Nick Fiesler on this one because he is the chatty Kathy of this group. Yeah. Like he, he, he can go to like Muskie's Inc. meetings, like lure swaps and talk and talk and, t- and just like. And I swear, I think he just like. He, I think he just like drives around the Northwest PA and like stops at launch ramps. He's one of those guys that just pulls in and add talks to people. Yeah, he, he just like <laughs> wanders around. Today? He just kind of twiddles his thumbs waiting for someone to come in and mm-hmm. starts t- chatting them up. Like an old retired guy. Yeah. Nothing better to do. Hey, yeah. would you get them on today? How were they hitting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe other people feel differently i feel like there's this like uptight attitude at launch ramps usually where like nobody wants to talk everybody's like head down do what you're doing like don't make nobody eye contact with up. the other guy nobody wants to screw up at the boat boat launch that, you know? but i it's feel like yeah. you can become so epically you know memorialized I, yeah i feel but i feel like there's this like attitude where people are like scared to talk to each other sometimes at a launch ramp and that's just like bullshit. like just talk to people you'll make friends they yeah. might be a they might be a method, but you might make your friend. It's 50-50. You never 50-50. know. If you get a friend, you might get a new drug dealer. Who knows? They, yeah, they <laughs> might be a nice method. Who becomes your friend? You don't know. Yeah. I mean not got- all methods are mean. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Even if you befriend them, it might uh, save your trailer the next time you're there. Mm. They might yeah, steal yeah. the other guys. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I gotta ask this really quick before we go. Ask what? Did you guys watch the boat? What happens at a boat launch video yet? Mm-mm. I don't it's, think it is. It's been like I've seen it on Facebook a bunch of times. I gotta find this video and send it to you guys. Have to shoot it over. Yeah, I'm gonna do it as soon as I find it. I'll send it. I had to ask if you've seen it yet. That's all. One other real quick off-topic thing. We got to shout out our listener Gene who now has a tomato plant growing under his boat because it's been so long since he went fishing. So shout out to Gene and his tomatoes. Mean Gene. (laughs) Gene and his Romas. I haven't seen him since Musky Max. Unfollow Tom. All he does is talk (laughs) shit. <laughs> it's not shit. I'm that amazed. Tomato by that. plant looks beautiful. By I'm the way. saying it's a good tomato plant. He put it's beautiful a legit tomato, tomato plant oh. growing under the boat. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> yep. Well, boys, does anyone have any other questions they have for Tyler or anything else we want to talk about? Owen's ready for bed. I am. I've had a kid. long week, man. I hear you long week could probably talk to tyler for like a week about his joe booker stories and stories of fishing with these legendary people but we tyler, won't keep them yeah. listen october <laughs> here it comes West, western pennsylvania hunks weekend come on out to hunks weekend you're invited i'm inviting you for owen come on out bring the meth light on you're down. gonna need it bring the meth light. you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna want that <laughs> <laughs>
October's prime time for Minnesota guys. We, 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 if we're going to invite the Midwest, Midwesterners in, we've got to invite them in in the spring when they when they can actually fish when they can't normally in their home state. Well, well, we're at this lake, uh, Tyler. You don't have to worry so much about meth heads, but there might be a bunch of potheads hanging around the boat ramp. So <laughs> you never know. Gotta watch out for those guys. They're more docile than the meth heads. <laughs> They'll be asking you for snacks and shit. <laughs> you got any Cheetos over there? <laughs> oh God! Well, thanks, Tyler. It's awesome. It's awesome that you came on here and wasted Absolutely. your time with us. It was nice having the guru on. Thank uh-huh. you for having me. I've I've been listening for a while. But, uh, thanks for inviting me. I really enjoyed That's my awesome. Thanks for dropping some awesome, wisdom man. on us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to get this one out here quickly since we don't, we don't have one in the hopper says, you know, so this one's going to be hitting the airwaves probably this Sunday. Sweet. Can't wait to share it. Cool. Man. All Thanks, right, Tyler. Thanks, Thanks again, man. Tyler. Thanks for we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Take care, boys. I had to shake them on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.